Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Get Connected with Nina Del Rio, a weekly conversation about fitness, health, and happenings in our community on 106.7 Light FM. Good morning, and thanks for joining us on Get Connected. Today, the New York City Pride March, a celebration of the LGBT community, and Tuesday, National HIV Testing Day. In recognition of both, our guest is Sharon Duke, Executive Director and CEO of the Alliance for Positive Change. For nearly 30 years, they've helped New Yorkers with HIV and other chronic health conditions get the medical care and assistance they need to lead stable lives. Thanks for joining us on Get Connected, Sharon. Thanks so much for having me. Their website, by the way, is alliance.nyc, specifically NYC, if you want to find Find out what we're talking about today. So Tuesday is National HIV Testing Day. And Sharon, I thought we'd kind of start in the middle of the conversation. So so here in New York City, some 114,000 people are living with HIV and 20% don't know it. Given your history in this field, what, what kind of strikes you about that number? Well, I think three decades into the HIV epidemic, uh, it's too many. And I think part of the challenge for us is that we need to ensure that there are Um, effective and culturally relevant messages about the importance of getting tested, knowing your status, and connecting to medical care. And at the Alliance, that's what we are geared towards doing. We meet people where they are, and we provide services that are uh, reflective of the needs of the community uh, by people of the community. And what are some of those needs specifically, or what are some of those services specifically? Let's do that. Well, the Alliance for Positive Change um, promotes housing, recovery, access to medical care, and self-sufficiency as people navigate life with HIV and other chronic conditions. We have uh, five community centers across Manhattan and supportive housing in the Bronx. Uh, Most recently, we uh, created a strategic alliance with the Lower East Side Needle Exchange Program. And uh, we're very proud to say that our programs and services uh, truly meet the needs of New Yorkers who are both living with and at risk for HIV and AIDS. And so that's why for us, National HIV Testing Day is such an important focal point because um, 25 years ago, an HIV diagnosis was probably amongst the worst news one could get. And Let's talk about that. But before we move on from the National HIV Testing Day, you can get free testing at all your sites, correct? Yes, you can get free testing at all of um, the Alliance sites in East Harlem, in Washington Heights, in uh, in Midtown Manhattan. And we're also going to be partnering with the End the Epidemic Coalition um, throughout the day. So back to the history. The Alliance has been around for 27 years until this year was known as the AIDS Service Center. That change you made just recently, what's the significance of the new name? I think the significance truly is that we are trying to build an alliance across communities, uh, an alliance of consumers, of social workers, of politicians, of um, government officials, funders, donors, and, um, and family of 
and people who are living with the virus. And we're saying that we need to come together and create uh, both services and resources that are going to continue to meet the needs of people living with, with and at risk for HIV and AIDS. Going back in time when this organization started, and you've been the CEO, the head of it since it began, what were you doing and seeing before founding the alliance? Why was this important to you? And what was that sort of gap you wanted to fill? I joined the alliance as its first executive director at the end of 1990. And in the in the late 80s and early 90s, um, our community were losing people to the HIV virus. We were going to memorials every day. There was stigma. There was shame. There were insufficient treatments. And um, and so I really wanted to be a part of a public health movement to both address the the immediate need and to help the uh, particularly the LGBT community that was so hard hit with the HIV epidemic. Um, the epidemic has continued to be an epidemic of facing minority communities and impoverished communities. And I think that um, what what people who have been doing HIV work understood and what the Alliance has really participated in is that we treat people as a whole person, mind, body, spirit. And um, and there, in order to effectively serve that community, you have to really address all of the issues, housing and health care and domestic violence addiction, mental illness. And so what the HIV community did is we came up with an integrated model of care. And it's that integration of service between social worker and patient and doctor um, that is looking at both behavioral health as well as medical health. We have really, uh, I think, become the model for chronic disease management. And so it's based on those changes that the alliance moved from being exclusively an aid service organization to being really a um, a social impact uh, anti-poverty organization that addresses both HIV issues and other chronic conditions. And is that what you're talking about when you, you brought it up earlier at the beginning, culturally competent services? Yes. And even more specifically, the Alliance has a, uh, a very large peer education and training program. And, uh, and what peers are are people who have shared lived experience. So at the Alliance, we provide education and training. We uh, build the skill set of uh, former clients who have achieved a level of stability in their own lives and have chosen to give back. And um, and the beauty of the peer program is that it's cyclical. So the peers are very powerful role models, role modeling healthy behaviors and healthy choices, and then inspiring the people that they meet uh, on the street, in churches, in soup kitchens, in hospitals, to uh, connect and find out their status and connect to medical care and other supportive services. And so um, 30% of the people who are working at the Alliance for Positive Change are former graduates of our peer education and training program. So we put our money where our mouth is. Uh, We're very proud that we are an authorized training center from the New York State Health Department, and we offer certification training for people who want to become certified peer educators. And um, the Alliance has actually created our own peer workforce, and annually we employ 160 
trained peer educators in paid internships, and we outpost those folks into hospitals and community centers, um, as well as throughout our own programs. We're speaking with Sharon Duke. She's the first and only executive director of the Alliance for Positive Change, helping New Yorkers seeking health, recovery, and a better future as they navigate life with HIV and other chronic conditions. You're listening to Get Connected on 106.7 Light FM. I'm Mina Del Rio. You can find more about them at alliance.nyc. When you're speaking about the the peer training model. I wonder if you could get a little specific and talk about who those people are, maybe their backgrounds, and how they tailor that message to a, you know, a specific audience. Well, at every peer training graduation ceremony that we have, we invite a former graduate to come back and be the keynote address. And at our most recent graduation, um, we had a young man come back and he the way that he did his address was he said, mask off. And he shared his story. Uh, I knew Eugene as someone who has uh, an, a young African-American uh, bisexual man who has a beautiful smile and always seems to have a very happy disposition. His story was that he had uh, a history of drug addiction, and then he had sold drugs. He was actually imprisoned. And um, after he came out, he actually turned his life around. And so his story of positive change, of transformation, um, is is a, just a powerful testament to the fact that people given second chances really can make positive changes in their own lives and then pay it forward. And so uh, one of the things that I just love about the peer program and the, um, the, there are dozens of stories like Eugene's um, of people who have had very challenging histories, who have uh, taken those challenges and uh, really done the work and had the courage to make the changes in their own lives and are now giving back to others. And it's just it's an amazing um, it's an amazing process, and I just feel humbled and proud to be a part of it. And it's so interesting when you're talking about it because you think about the stigma that has that came along with HIV and AIDS over all these years and, and just that isolation that people have with that. How do you help people or how maybe even how, the, how has a perspective changed over time as you look back at that? Well, I think sadly um, their stigma does – continue and it persists today. But I think that um, there have been so many amazing advances in treatment and there are so many peer educators and other role models, both within the service community and uh, celebrities who have come out as being HIV positive. And so I think that um, in our country, uh, you know, we have now gay marriage. And so the treatment advances, the uh, social advances are uh, are very encouraging, but there still is no cure. Um, there still is inadequate resource. And um, the uh, and the HIV epidemic continues to be an epidemic of uh, significant proportions in um, low-income and minority communities, particularly among African-American and Hispanic men who have sex with men. One thing that's concerning about that, I do want to ask you about that, but one thing that concerns me is that you don't hear about HIV and AIDS sort of like in mainstream media, right? As, as you would at a certain time, it feels like maybe that's been taken care of. What's the risk in that for people who are younger now and don't hear those messages? 
the risk is exactly what we're seeing. The risk is that um, that there will both become a complacency and a um, and a misperception that AIDS is no longer a crisis. And absent a cure, prevention is really our only strategy in um, in preventing new infections. And um, and I also think that uh, it's among young gay men in particular who. Um, see treatments as uh, as a reason that they may not have to practice safer sex in the way that uh, their older uh, gay and bisexual uh, colleagues and friends uh, and communities have done. And I think that uh, that is really the risk, that there needs to be, continue to be explicit prevention messages, um, and there needs to be even more access to treatments PEP, PrEP, uh, which are um, treatment as prevention, both post-exposure and pre-exposure. So you were going to say about um, that particular community at the most risk, which is black, gay, and bisexual men. They account for a huge amount of new diagnoses. They do. Um, uh, Gay, bisexual, and other men who have sex with men make up an estimated 2% of the entire U.S. population, but account for 55% of the people living with HIV. And um, the CDC estimates that if current rates of infection in these communities persist, that one in two African-American gay and bisexual men will be diagnosed with HIV in their lifetime, and one in four Hispanic or Latino gay and bisexual men will be diagnosed with HIV in their lifetime. So we have huge amounts of work to continue to do. And that is why testing is so important. And for us, National HIV Testing Day on on June 27th is um, you have to know where you stand in order to be healthy. And so uh, testing for HIV, hep C, and then rapid access to medical care, risk reduction education, all help people get healthy and stay healthy. And that's what we do at the Alliance. And you also do testing for hepatitis, diabetes. You help people with uh, obesity and addiction. So with regards to the opioid epidemic, what are you seeing and what are barriers to care? Well, in the same way that there are stigma and bigotry against uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender people, um, there is also huge stigma against uh, injection drug using and communities. And um, I think that one of the things that we are doing uh, at the Alliance, at the Lower East Side Harm Reduction Center, is we are doing um, overdose prevention trainings um, so that we're arming people with Narcan. We have actually had a few saves within our organization of um, peer educators and staff who have used the overdose prevention drug and have and have literally saved lives. Uh, more needs to be done, but um, one, evidence of the success of the needle exchange programs is that um, injection drug using injection drug users have declined in terms of new representation of new infections. So at the Alliance, we uh, again promote health, housing, recovery, and self-sufficiency for New Yorkers living with HIV and other chronic conditions. Uh, we have offices in East Harlem, uh, Casa Washington Heights, Lower East Side, East Village, supportive housing in the Bronx. We're really proud to be partnering with the End the Epidemic Coalition, working with our local and state legislators, city council members, and and government officials to really try to 
harness resources and make a change. And it's our partnerships with our medical providers at Mount Sinai and, and at New York Presbyterian Hospital. It's these community partnerships with medical leaders that is really impacting people's health and well-being. And what else should our listeners maybe know or how can they help you? You're one of our listeners. <laughs> uh, I would say focus on knowing your status, getting tested, connecting to care. If you know someone who is uh, at risk, send them to the Alliance, alliance.nyc. There's services, free testing, free counseling. Um, it, we're a multi-service community organization. We're here for you, a part of the community, really proud to be here to and trying to make positive changes in people's lives. National HIV Testing Day is Tuesday. You can get tested at any of the Alliance's locations, but you can get tested year-round at the Alliance's locations. Absolutely. And just to wrap up, you've been doing this for a really long time. Where do you want to see or where do you see the Alliance for Positive Change in the next 20 years? I pray for a cure for HIV, and and then I can see the Alliance um, expanding our peer education and training programs so that we can continue to educate communities um, to prevent HIV, to connect to medical care, and, um, and to be a, a supporting, uh, provide a supporting role in public health in general. And I think that um, even with a cure, people living with HIV will be living with HIV for decades to come because of the treatment advances. And so there will continue to be a role for community providers like the Alliance to uh, provide resources and a safe haven for people to feel respected, be treated with dignity, and be supported in accessing the care that they need. We're speaking with Sharon Duke. She's the executive director and CEO of the Alliance for Positive Change. You can find out more at alliance.nyc. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. Get tested, get healthy, stay healthy. This has been Get Connected with Nina Del Rio on 106.7 Light FM. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of the station. If you missed any part of our show or want to share it, visit our website for downloads and podcasts at 1067lightfm.com. Thanks for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.